Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for episode 23 of the Explain Gaming Podcast. After a couple week hiatus, we are back and ready to go. <laughs> Fun fact I've had these on here for a long time and forgot about them. He used it. <laughs> I love it. So, we have a group episode here today. Um, we're going to be talking about an event that, at least in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of gamers really enjoy, and I know all of us here really enjoy. And we're going to be talking about packs. But before we get to that, we're going to go through the normal episode uh, standing. So to start it off, I have here with me on my left, just in case anybody who's listening wanted to know what where they were. Make sure you have it in stereo, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you can only hear them if you have your stereo on. I have James. Hey, I'm back. His wife, Hannah. I'm more than a wife. She's more than a woman. <laughs> and Alex. Hi, everybody. Can't escape him, folks. He's always here. I would never try to. <laughs> I don't know that it fits, but we're using it. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get started. And uh, per the norm, we're going to start talking about what we've been playing. And we're going to start on the left with James. Oh, what man, have you been playing, pressure. man? I have been playing almost exclusively Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Hey! Let's go! Which I, is surprising, I'm sure, to hear me say. I mean, you bought it. Yeah, I bought it. <laughs> I know. You're going to buy it. I, I like... <laughs> it's surprising because you don't play half of what you yeah, buy. No, but. it's true. It's true. I even have, like... I've bought Xenoblade Chronicles before on the 3DS. I bought Xenoblade Chronicles 2, like I said, in a couple episodes ago. And I was like... I was My intention was to play them in order. But then I read about... Um, the positive response the game was getting and i started playing it on our most recent uh, trip to the uk and i can't put it down it's really really good yeah i need to start playing it and i'm gonna apologize to past guest avery because he's been playing it and wants to do a review episode and i haven't played it still so i really need to get into it but maybe you could be on there as well happy to attend maybe i shouldn't say too much then if you're gonna do a review episode we do it i do want to do it i told him i wanted to do it i just need to play it and i think i'm ready now i finished what i was playing that i will talk about in a little bit it's i mean just briefly like the music is the first thing that hits me it's so so good like just the opening title song but the press start here on the title screen did you not press start i don't i i usually don't when i actually when i full close the game and open it up i'll sit there for like 10 minutes you can ask hannah i did it today i was just like yes (laughs) <laughs> it's like this piano forte that's just like wow forte. i'm sure it's not a forte i don't know what the right term is for it mm-hmm. but it's beautiful uh music the combat system is like so good so good uh it makes you never want to play turn-based rpgs ever again wow. and that's not a that's not like wow. a, that's not a dig on turn-based <laughs> rpgs because you know i love them i love both so i understand but like it's so like engrossing and then just the characters and story are so good so it sounds I, like I, it's the, the typical xenoblade game yeah i mean not that i'd know <laughs> but uh, the little i've played it's just very very good and like i would say right now at this point it's probably my favorite game of the year like and that's i've played a pretty decent amount of games this year so yeah you actually have finished some stuff this year too that's pretty big pretty big uh 35 hours in we'll know. see statement so that's good to know so anybody thinking about playing xenoblade chronicles it's got james's stamp highly highly recommended <laughs> but i do i did, was just thinking about it today i just finished the game i've been playing and i think i'm gonna finally start playing it because i've been wanting to i just sometimes with an rpg you have to be in the right spot because you know you're gonna be 100 hours in yeah so oh, this, this feels like a game that's much longer than that although i don't know well <laughs> xenoblade 2 took me over about 200 hours yeah. but that's because i did all the side stuff yeah but yeah, I'm not even doing all the side stuff, and I'm putting. I've sunk in a like I'm only on what's called chapter four, and then you know the chapters are extremely long chapters that like for me they've taken like ten hours each yeah. essentially. So well, 
That's yeah. that's a pretty hefty game. Did you find so in Xenoblade Chronicles two, the battle system was very difficult. It was awesome once you figured it out, mm-hmm. but it had a lot of learning curve. Uh, not to, I mean, just in general, for anybody who might be interested in playing it, mm-hmm. did you find the battle system was easy to pick up, or is it pretty difficult? It, I, I think I was more intimidated by what I'd heard about Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but like like I said, I'm, I'm almost 40 hours into this game on Chapter 4, and very slowly, progressively, baby step-like, baby step like, uh, they introduce tutorials, like, just, I don't know, every, every couple hours between, you know, mm-hmm. they add another layer to the to the combat system, which it's surprisingly deep, but like, I don't know, the, the pace at which they, at which you learn things, it makes it so you're not overwhelmed and you feel really capable and like, I don't know, it's just very, very good. That's honestly really smart because I think that was the biggest issue with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was they just toss you into the battle system and you yeah. just have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's not And nice. it wasn't, it. yeah, and it is totally worth it, but I had to look up a guide. I think I've talked about this before. I had to look up a guide on Reddit that somebody put together to literally paint by numbers how the battle system worked. And then once I got that, it was fantastic. Yeah. But that's a bit tough for your just average RPG fan. They might not want to put the work into it. So I'm glad they streamlined that a bit. Yeah, I don't want to say too much more, like, cause if you really are considering doing a re- review episode, I don't want to step on Avery's toes, things he wants to say, but yeah, you guys are the, the vets when it comes to this series, but I can just say as somebody who's first time playing a Xenoblade game, like, you don't have to have played the second or the first. I don't feel like I'm missing anything because I haven't played the first ones. Well, yeah. Not so. like consecutive stories, I don't think. I don't think any of them have been so far. Same universe. Feels yeah, very standalone. As far as I know. Feels but... very standalone. I mean, I may be, there may be obvious things that are callbacks to the former games I'm just not noticing, but... But that's how it should be, and if they're not going to make it a direct sequel, yeah, it should anything callback should be not make you feel like you are missing something completely. Yeah. All right, so that's good feedback there. Have you been playing anything else, or has that been taking up your Pokemon Go? But that's just because I was on a trip, yeah, and po- I never I never stopped playing it. So. Pokemon Go is always more fun on vacation. Yeah, too. new places to poke a stop and catch. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Cool. Well, Hannah, what have you been playing? So I've been. Switching between two games. Um, first one came out last month. Ambition, Minuet, and Power. I think I told you guys when I was going to get it last month. <laughs> but it's a visual novel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and you are a girl using her wiles to <laughs> hopefully stop the French Revolution from happening and everyone getting guillotined. So oh, that's cool. So it's like <laughs> revisionist history? You're Yeah, you're trying to like get... Using your gossip powers and your ability to go to parties and influence people, you're trying to get the different factions to align with each other, hoping to stop things from moving forward. But there's no like time frame, like you know, there's not like a clock ticking down, like the revolution's gonna happen mm. in two and a half weeks. That'd be kind of cool if it did. <laughs> <laughs> but every at the end of like every week or so, they like all of a sudden when you wake up in the morning, it'll be like today the troops were convening on the square and all the people are scared and the darkness is looming and you're like oh no something bad is gonna happen and then you just have to move on with your day knowing that i don't know the Hmm. revolution is coming so (laughs) yeah i think that the idea is to save everybody at the end but i think that everyone is gonna die on my watch because i'm not doing a very good job (laughs) And it's just like, kill them all. I don't care. Where's yeah. my tea? I'm like, as long as I can remain safe, I think it's probably fine. I think maybe I want to try and save my fiance, but... He's yeah. all right. Yeah. You have somebody picked out already? I think I like went into the game with him. Oh. Oh. I could have I, I I <laughs> chosen to like 
have dalliances, but I stay true <laughs> to our loyal. wand. Yes, <laughs> so, I do. I can hear. I do hear from my friends who have been playing it that there is a way to save everyone. I just don't know what that way is. <laughs> the question is, do you care to save everyone? I don't know. I'm like. The other question is, do you die by? I think to save everybody. I don't. I seriously doubt that. The girl is way too wily. No, like, okay. Just, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm. The girl, other girl that I know has been playing it. She beat it twice in five hours, and I'm at thirteen hours now, and have beat it once. So I don't really know what I'm doing wrong. But <laughs> reading every word. Yeah. So, visual novels a lot of times have like it sounds like it has branching story paths that have multiple yes. endings. Yes. And it has like relationship building stuff too, from the sounds of it. Yes. So the different relationships that you're building get you invited to different parties. So the people that you talk to at parties can get you invited to other parties. And like, for instance, if you went to a crown faction party and you got gossip about the military and then went and sold that information to the newspaper, that's going to make the military go down in faction power and it makes the crown go up. Hmm. And there's like like six different factions that you're trying to influence that all have like these different varying levels of power. And I don't know which one is the one that actually makes you win. So well, that's kind of cool. Is this your first visual novel? Yes, it is. It's not a genre I have uh, played a lot of, and I'm th- as I'm thinking, I don't know that I've ever played a visual novel. They do interest me to some extent. There's that Digimon one that just came out. That's what I was thinking about. But <laughs> and it, ju- it looks kind of cool, but I don't know. I don't. It, they were really popular, like on the Vita. Um, I never played one, but would you say after having played this one, would you play more visual novels? I think so. I like the idea of like my decisions making a difference. I like the idea that like I am kind of in control of my own destiny, whether I am able to make that work in my favor or not. But yeah, yeah, well, it's pretty cool. I never even, I mean, I knew you told me about it, mm-hmm. but I'd never heard of it before that. Yeah. Um, so you've been playing anything else? Yes, I have also <laughs> recently started Mass Effect 2. Oh, you finished the first one. I did finish the first one and there was a real hiccup with trying to get the second one downloaded. It took two days to download on game pass i'm not really sure why <laughs> um your internet was like nope yeah <laughs> like oh crap someone yeah. must have played this game <laughs> put on the server <laughs> somebody help yeah it's supposed to be the best of the mass effect series i've never played the mass effect series but yeah i hear two is the the crown jewel so far i mean it seems it seems good they added a little bit there's a little bit more complication with the fighting style now um well but... it's more active right almost more like a third-person shooter than a RPG. Yes, and I chose to use the casual mode in terms of, like, fighting because I was just like, I'm not anywhere close to where I need to be to be able to actually, like, fight these battles. I tried and then started the game over. And even on casual mode, I'm still, like, I've barely left the first planet and I'm having to redo the same, like, little stretch, like, 15 times like i can't get past these guys so get good hannah yeah i'm not very good at the stick skills but well it's time time to learn by the time you're done with this game you will be a master you'll be destroying us at splatoon i hope so (laughs) that's my goal really with playing this game so so um now that you've finished the first one or on to the second one Mm -hmm. were you able to move your story progress over and everything yes so i love that you were able to import your your character and all the decisions that you've made before like they even like run through them at the beginning like when you're talking to the person that is like interviewing you and making sure you're okay they're like remember how you made this decision and it saved all these people and remember how you did this and it saved all these people so 
I like that it carries through and you're still making decisions that are affecting people. There are people from the last story that you're finding on the planets and they're like, hey, remember how you did this in the last game and now I'm a reformed person and I do these other things now and help people. I'm a social worker now. I'm not a gang leader. That was the story I just completed. So (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I like that kind of world building. I wish that more games would do it, but there's, it feels like there's a lot less sequels these days and mm-hmm. like trilogies of games. I don't know. Maybe a I'm a lot going of crazy, but yeah, remakes galore. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's really released. <laughs> yeah. The new content has uh, dwindled over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I hope that as you continue to play, your stick skills improve. And, I hope so. Um, so you can actually finish the whole series. <laughs> I feel like, you know, as I think that it's probably pretty normal that my weapons will improve. Yeah, so then I, I would hope. hope. So then hopefully I'll, you know, because by the end of the game, you're like, I'm so overpowered. I can beat these guys. No problem. But right now I'm just like very weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been playing anything else? Nope. That's all I've got. And that concludes the story of Hannah. Well, <laughs> so Alex, begins. <laughs> so begins the tale of Alex the Walters. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn finally. Oh yes, you got I the play computer it now. built. Yeah, and you can play it on the computer. Mm-hmm. Looks beautiful. Yeah, I plays very well. How um, have you been liking it? Really good. Yeah, um, I don't have any complaints about it at all. Let me ask it's... you this. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say because you're the only other person at this table that's played both of these games now. I'm not comparing. Them, oh, Breath of the Wild. But yeah. I want to know, like, <laughs> I, this is an inevitable question. <laughs> yeah. I do want to know, and I guess it is comparing, but I'm not asking you to say which one's better. But like in comparison to the two, do you have one that you like more as of where you're at in Horizon? Between between Breath of the Wild and Horizon. Oh, the real question. Um, Breath of the Wild still. Yeah. Um, and why? Um, certainly not the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the actual uh, gameplay being able, in Breath of the Wild, being able to just climb over. You know, climb every mountain, just like mm-hmm. Julie Andrews could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, a, a Julie Andrews... Um, <laughs> what, what, what Julie Andrews movie was this? Sound, Sound of Music. music. Oh, yeah. You don't know the song for Sound of Music? Oh, what, can you sing it for me? Climb every mountain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, I remember now. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that's for sure. You know, the whole game was like just an ode to Sound of Music. Exactly, yep. <laughs> Shigeru Miyamoto, or or, or or the guy was that loved. not Shiggy. It wasn't Shiggy, but the other. I don't. What was the, what's his name? The Zelda guy. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Nauma. Oh, no, yeah, Nauma. Yeah. Oh boy, I just butchered it. Well, it wasn't me, guys. <laughs> Blow him up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so how? But so not that they're like one is you know. They can't exist together. The shame is they came out a month apart from each other, mm-hmm. and inevitably they were compared, though they oh, shouldn't yeah. have been. Uh-huh. But I mean, the fact is they're both open world games. Yeah. So, and yeah, um, you're not. How far are you into it? Out of curiosity. Not that far. Okay. I mean, so I, it's not really a fair gotten, question exactly to say which one do you like better when you put hundreds of hours into Breath of the Wild. No, no that's true. No, but I can still compare it. Like, um, yeah, still, you know, although Horizon Zero Dawn looks better because it is more realistic, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily look better as a game mm. i think breath of the wild is still is more beautiful there's, in its art art style yeah. mm. there's something about breath of the wild standing on top of a mountain and just looking out at everything and mm-hmm. it feels a little bit more alive like that box art right there yeah just like that <laughs> <laughs> but the actual gameplay of taking down these robot monsters much better i think yeah it feels pretty awesome yeah. and actually figuring out the strategies yeah. to take out the different ones yeah i like it well, you'll have to let us know what you think as you continue mm-hmm. to play it. Have you been playing anything else? 
Not much. I mean, a little bit of Pokemon Go at work. Don't I've been sending don't you tell my boss, but <laughs> I'll tell your boss. Oh, oh man, man is a tattletale. <laughs> um, and then um, a little bit, getting back into uh, Diamond and Pearl and uh, Legends Arceus. Oh yeah, have you finished Legends Arceus? I think I, I think I did the main yeah. story at least. Yeah, I got I got to get the legends, but not Arceus. But not Arceus. I don't think I've gotten them yet either. I did finish the main story, which finishes with one of the the main two, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, so I hope you continue to enjoy Horizon. I will. And now you can play Spider Man and everything else mm-hmm. that's on PC now. So yes. Uncharted, I think, is on. Well, Uncharted 4 is. I don't know if the older ones are. Because you've never played Uncharted, right? Barely uh, the first one. Yeah. I don't know if people know, but I really like Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> we know. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we're my here, name actually. Is Chris and I have a problem. <laughs> Those games are good. Well, the first one, I have played that. Yeah. <laughs> and beaten it. And I've only watched the first season of Friday Night Lights. Well, because <laughs> I got to play Uncharted 2. <laughs> we made a deal. <laughs> For those that are wondering what the heck we're talking about, James doesn't do anything I ask him to play, play anything I ask him to play. So just to be stubborn, I haven't watched Friday Night Lights or some other things he suggests because. I'm like, well, I don't want to watch it because you don't do what I ask. So we made a deal. He for every Uncharted he plays, I watch a season of Friday Night Lights. So mm-hmm. there you, if anybody actually cared, mm-hmm. like Alex, I care. Who's your favorite Friday Night Lights character? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even tell you their names. We Sma- finished it like a year ago. Smash that first uh, season. Uh, uh, what's the other guy? The guy with long hair. He's the fullback. Oh. Oh, Gambit. Yes, Gambit. The guy that plays Gambit. <laughs> My favorite iteration of there's Gambit. Tyra, there's from X Men Wolverine. Kelly. Origins. I can't remember her Nate character's name. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of the characters' names. Okay. At this point, I might have to watch the first season again before I go into the second yeah, season. Really this isn't a podcast about Friday Night Lights, though. Also um, highly recommended. <laughs> nobody cares. Don't listen to him until he does something you want him to do. Um, anything else? That was it? That's it. Okay. So, for me, I have been on a huge Dragon Ball kick lately. I don't know why. I've always liked Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all of it. But lately, I started playing Kakarot, finally which I bought forever ago, and it just unleashed this, like, I'm now watching Dragon Ball Z again. Um, I also went and watched the Dragon Ball Super Superheroes movie mm-hmm. in theaters, which was real good. If you it. like Dragon Ball and have watched Super, or even if you haven't, just watch it. It's super good. Yeah, Super yeah. is super good. That movie was good, too. Super, super good. Um, but Kakarot, if anybody listening has a love for Dragon Ball Z, um, this game is so good. They did a really good job of making a battle system that actually plays kind of like a fighting game, but more simple so you don't have all of the combos and stuff. Every It's always doable, and the world is very open. There's a ton of side quests, and there's so many callbacks to Dragon Ball. Um, I just, I don't know, absolutely loved it. I, th- I played through the whole game, which takes you all the way through the Boo Saga, and... Then I liked it so much, I bought the DLC, which I don't often do for a game. I have to really like it. Mm-hmm. So I bought the DLC because I didn't have it already. And then I played through, they have a History of Trunks expansion for the DLC. Mm. And uh, if anybody's interested, this How is a little spoilery. How much junk is in that? In that trunk. <laughs> <laughs> so much. Emotional damage. Man, and it just did such a good job. Because it's playing off of the History of Trunks movie that isn't exactly canon. But man, it's just... Play by play, it's fantastic. And then once you finish that, they actually expand on some of what you hear Trunks talk about in Super that isn't even, uh, well, it is canon. But, I mean, if you hadn't watched Super yet, you wouldn't understand it necessarily. But just so cool. Like, I absolutely loved it. And then the other two DLC packs touch on more Super content. But 
it in my opinion, if you're a Dragon Ball fan at all, it's a must play. It's the best Dragon Ball game probably period, especially if you don't like fighting games very much cuz generally they lend tend to be very just standard fighting games. Yeah. What are you playing it on? Uh PlayStation. Okay. It's on Switch though. I was going to say I'm kind of surprised by like how I mean, maybe I'm not surprised, but like Dragon Ball, just as a video game franchise now, is super. The brand is super powerful, and like the games are often pretty high quality and varied in like uh, genres too. So like Dragon Ball's really come far as a video game franchise, which is kind of strange to say for like a licensed property, you know? Yeah, especially an anime one, because anime games tend to lead lend just towards fighting games, and they very rarely like deviate from that. And, I mean, for the whole PS2, PS3 era, era, it was a lot of fighting games. But there are some really good ones that aren't. And this is probably the best. And then uh, Attack of the Saiyans on DS, which I've talked about before. Yeah. Um, I've actually been playing that again because I hadn't, I hadn't finished it yet. Um, I finished it a long time ago, but I restarted it. And that's just that's th- those are the two best. If you want something that's not a fighting game, but you want Dragon Ball content, they're both just phenomenal. They do mm. a really good job of... With adding in their own extra content that doesn't feel totally like, I mean, it's like they do a lot of fun stuff, like the side missions that are by no means canon, but they make perfect sense for the characters that are there. Um, bringing in characters like Launch and Aider from Dragon Ball that you don't see throughout the whole run of Dragon Ball Z, oh, basically, true, huh? are super. So it was just, it was a really good game. So I've been playing that. I've been playing Attack of the Saiyans on my DS, and I did recently decide. Well, I'm on this kick. I might as well play Fighters again since I bought it, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters. So I've been trying to uh, get good at mm-hmm. a fighting game, and how's, actually, how's got, your ranking? I've, I'm not even at ranking stuff yet. I'm still going through all like there's tutorials galore, and I'm just trying to learn and actually get the like button combos and stuff down. But um, Keldrick's gonna hate me when I talk about this. But we were playing it the other day online, and he's pretty good. He considers himself pretty good, and he is. Mm-hmm. But he, we were playing and. All of a sudden, he told me at the end of the battle, I just barely lost. And he was like, not going to lie, I wasn't even sitting up (laughs) when we started this battle. (laughs) He was like, you said you don't like fighting games. But uh, it's it's fun. I I like it a lot. And it's just one of the most gorgeous games. Mm. Like the art style, just the way it looks like an anime, it's fantastic. So that's basically what i've been playing the last couple of weeks and there was a dragon ball event in Fortnite, so <laughs> yeah I, I participated in that myself yeah so. <laughs> I was like, free shenron glider i mean yeah. why not why wouldn't i want to ride down into the battle royale on shenron <laughs> i was just short of the v bucks amount i needed to get my beerus skin and i'm a little upset about that that is embarrassing because it's come and gone and i really like beerus so. it's pretty fun to be able to make the characters from dragon ball do Fortnite dances <laughs> oh how ridiculous well, gangnam style <laughs> Exactly. So that's it for what uh, I guess we've all been playing. So let's move on to the news, which I don't believe we have too many news items. But James, I know you had something you've been itching to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. This is like two to three week old news, but I had to bring it up because it means a, it's 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 big news to me mm-hmm. and maybe people who appreciated this game. So big, you put it on a post-it note. I put it on a post-it note because that was what I had when we were in the UK when I heard about this and saw it on Twitter. So this came from Unlisted Cheats, which is uh, a Twitter user that's very popular this got like i don't know twenty thousand. it got a lot of retweets and likes and all that but uh, apparently this was discovered 28 years after the fact but in the game super punch out on super nintendo 
if you enter in very specific uh, button entries on your SNES controllers. Do you have the button entry? Uh, yeah, I have it right here. What if you hold that? Y plus R on the second controller and start on the first controller, you can play a two-player mode on Super Punch-Out. Literally, okay, a game like Punch-Out is like perfect for multiplayer. Mm -hmm. How did they go... How did they release it and not tell people it was there for one thing? Yeah, I know, exactly. There's like programmers, developers who have known this for a, a long time and it never came out. It's just crazy. 30 years later, probably. I mean, how old? It's got to be about 30 years old. Yeah, it's uh, 28 years old. Man. Yeah. I was a little kid playing it and I still remember. love that game. I remember watching my dad play it and being like, oh, my dad's so good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes sense if it's, it was so obscure that nobody knew about it you know, outside of the programmers and there's no internet to really spread those rumors around. Yeah. yeah. And just, it wasn't, it's not a game that people play now yeah it's not like the marios and stuff where people constantly are replaying them. yeah i mean i think I mean, this i think it still works though on the code works even on the virtual console it ones. does yeah. yeah and you could even on the switch like on yeah yeah i'm pretty sure on nintendo switch online you download super punch out you can you can do the entries i guess i guess on whatever controllers you're using but i've seen people do it on, i haven't tried it myself i'm waiting to try it with jordan or someone you else brought this played. news here i know and you didn't no it's it been yourself. it's been tested and proven many times since it's legit it's fake totally news. legit fake news it takes you into <laughs> a like a like a free play where you can choose any of and what's cool the coolest thing about it is it's two player but it's interesting because one player has to be little mac the other player has to be one of the fighters you fight in the game which is really significant mm -hmm. because there was a multiplayer in the um, super in, in whatever the Punch Out game was on the Wii, which was just Punch Out. I think, think it kind of had mixed reviews. Like some people liked it, but it wasn't like you know praised the same way these ones were. Yeah. But you there was a multiplayer mode in that one, but it was little it was like a mirror match. It was Little Mac playing Little Mac. In this one, you can play like Gabby J in that like Glass Joe. karate guy. No, Glass Joe's an NES. I don't think Glass Joe made an appearance. He wasn't in Super the Super Nintendo one, wasn't he? he was, I don't think so. Oh man. The, the the version of Glass Joe would have been Gabby J, that really old guy that started like oh. he's like yay <laughs> that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's really cool because you can play any of those fighters versus Little Mac and I've heard that the one issue is that they have their big tells before their attacks. Yeah. And as a human player, you can, you know, yeah. exploit that easily. Yeah. I I do wonder you would think that you'd be able to I don't know. I don't know if you could like uh, what, what am I thinking of? Juke like, them out? Like, or, or, um, like, like a pump fake where you kind of yeah. like show you're going to do it but you don't. I don't know but mm -hmm. you're right because Little Mac's got all the tools to deal with all these fighters but mm -hmm. the other fighters especially ones later their combos are so quick and so powerful. Little Mac's you know he's not that powerful in comparison to these other guys so I wonder if a very if a very good Little Mac could go up against like a very good Ooh. I think it's the Bruiser Brothers or the very the, like the twins you fight at the end of the game but the whole thing is really, really cool that there's something that there's been this mode locked behind these this game for so many yeah. years. I just think it's crazy it came it took this long for it to come to the light. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Well you'll have to try it out. Oh yes. And let us know how it is. Maybe yes. you can record yourself and post it on the X Button Gaming. Maybe Instagram. I will. You probably won't. I got I got what I wanna do is I'm gonna do it with my dad or Jordan, somebody who I played the game growing yeah. up with. Yeah, that'd be cool. It. Definitely report back though. Cause I probably won't do it on my own. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, any other news? No, that was it. Okay. So I did have a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Um, so uh, what was I going to say? Gamescom um, just recently happened in, where does it even take place? In Europe? Germany. Germany. Um, so a bunch of announcements there. Not a lot of stuff I was interested in, but 
Um, Sony did announce uh, they're basically their own elite controller, the Dual Sound Dual Sense Edge, um, which is interesting because I mean the elite controller Xbox's elite controller has been out for like six years, so it's surprising it took them so long to make a competitor for that. But yeah. PlayStation's always had like the scuff controllers and other ones that that's usually what Pro buy. yeah PlayStation usually <clears throat> what is that just a third third party brand just, yeah just the most popular. Yeah, brand. it is surprising because Sony's not making money off scuff controllers, so it makes no. sense they finally make their own kind of pro-level yeah. controller. So for anybody who doesn't know, these controllers are basically customizable, usually for people who play a specific game competitively, but that's not to say that it's only for that. Those are just the people who they tend to sell to the most. But customizable buttons, customizable thumbsticks, you have triggers on the back that like, you can remap buttons to. Yeah, like paddles, kind of, sort of. Yeah. So it's really good for people who play stuff competitively, so you can take away uh, certain functions, or certain actions that f- use the same button to function. You can remap them to other things, or if there's something that's just easier to use this back paddle for. Anyway, they're super popular in the in actual competitive gaming Shooters, um, especially. Yeah, especially shooters and maybe fighting games. But yeah, I, I think most fighting games they use fight sticks. So, uh, so I thought that was interesting. But on, hands down, the most interesting, strange, out of left field announcement from Gamescom was that they're making a Killer Clowns from Outer Space game. No, <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> that is crazy. I was because wa- I watched it's all the time. <laughs> right, only forty years uh, later, or thirty five. I watched the whole thing live, and there was a lot of stuff there, and not much that interests me personally. But when this happened, I was like, the game looked really interesting at the start. I was like, what is this? This is kind of cool. And then the kid goes down to open the door for his pizza, and when he opens the door, the, the killer clowns from outer space are there, and one hops out of the pizza box and shoots him. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, How big this is was a the pizza box. It was like a stack. Oh, they had like a stack <laughs> like 10. But it doesn't matter because they're, they're clowns. Yeah. <laughs> they get, for anybody who doesn't know, it's an 80s campy like horror movie mm-hmm. where they're literally like terrifying looking clowns. It's like horror that, comedy. Yeah, it's definitely like, I don't like clowns very much, but I know some people really like that movie. <laughs> I mean, have you seen my, it? My dad loved it. Yeah, <laughs> that's not surprising. And Jasmine likes that movie too. So when I, I actually showed her because I don't know that she'll play this game, but because it, it's going to be that like Dead by Daylight that's what I was say. Evolved that seems style like, game. Yeah. So one person or maybe mm-hmm. a couple people will play clowns and everybody else will be survivors trying to um, basically just defend and get away mm-hmm. from from them, which is a good concept. Honestly, I think that concept in general is really cool. Um, working together to survive. Yeah. Where one or two people are working together to win, to, I don't know, kill or capture everybody. There's a Dragon Ball game coming out that actually fits that. Speaking of, I did play that as well, I guess. Uh, a, a, a beta of that, um, which was pretty fun. But anyway, that was just such a wacky announcement. I had to bring it up because Thank I'm you. like, who would have ever thought? <laughs> I, it's just, I would have never thought in a million years. I know it's kind of gained some traction in the last handful of years with just the rise of like campy horror becoming popular again. And but, clowns. And, oh, the clowns yeah. are huge. <laughs> uh, people love clowns. They've never been bigger. <laughs> bigger than ever. You scared away half the listeners that have clown phobias. <laughs> Sorry, I guess I should put a trigger warning. Um, but then just a couple... That was it for Gamescom. But uh, something else... I thought this was really cool. Um, so creators from the Wild Arms and Shadow Hearts games are uh, taking to Twitter to make spiritual successors for both games. So Wild Arms was a big PlayStation RPG. It was kind of their big exclusive one. It was a Sony-branded RPG um, and there hasn't been one of those since PS2, and Shadow Hearts was kind of like a gothic horror. Oh, I guess Wild Arms was like a Western 
RPG and um, Shadow Hearts was like a gothic horror kind of RPG that also died on the PS2. Um, so this is uh, people that worked on the art, the story, the the music for those games are basically putting in their efforts. And it's strange because it is two separate games and you can go on Kickstarter and back either of them separately or both of them. But they're, all of their goals and stretch goals are you back either one and it goes towards the total stretch goal. Oh, so cool. I've never seen something like I don't know if they've done this or other companies have done this before, but it's super interesting. But I thought that was really cool because there's a lot of fans for both of these um, RPG series out there. And uh, you don't, I mean, they've been dead since the mid 2000s. So to get new, uh, well, spiritual successors to both of them is pretty cool. Um, they've already passed the stretch goal for console releases, so that's in the bag at this point. I think it's full price to back either of them, $60, but if you back them both, it's like 10 bucks off or something like that. Um, and then it just reminded me of last a couple years ago, uh, the team behind the Sakodin games, which I love, did a Kickstarter uh, for a game called the Ayudin Chronicles 100 Heroes, and that was kind of like, they said that, that was their uh, inspiration for doing this because that one was so successful. So we might see more like random devs and stuff from older games decide to like work together again to try to kickstart a game because it's worked a couple of times now. And it's not the first, I mean, even Uden Chronicles wasn't the first time, but for a Japanese RPG that tend to be a little more niche, mm-hmm. it's a pretty big deal that they're passing these kinds of goals. So yeah. And then lastly, in other news, um, the trailer for Weird, the Al Yankovic story dropped, <laughs> and everybody should watch it, <laughs> because it's glorious. You're little, is that why you're wearing your shirt? That's why I'm wearing my Weird Al shirt. <laughs> wearing my Weird Al shirt and my Pax pins, which segues us right to wow, that was, the wow, main that was, topic. That was seamless. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm here all day. Um, I wish there was a way for that to not stop so abruptly. <laughs> no, it's better that way. <laughs> We're done. Applause is done. Spades out oh, really man. slowly. <laughs> oh, man. So every year in, well, in multiple places throughout the world now, but since, uh, what, the early 2000s, Penny Arcade has done... 2004, I think. 2004? Mm-hmm. The Penny Arcade has done the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle. And it's gotten so big over the years that they now have a west, an east and a south... And in Australia, mm-hmm. um, am I forgetting any? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I thought that South one of them got canceled. I thought like they're permanently like, canceled. Maybe, maybe during maybe COVID? South. Maybe maybe South. I'm not sure. Or maybe Australia. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe both. Well, <laughs> this is worth checking out. But hey, East yes, is still a thing for it's sure. It's gotten so big that yes. they've all had locations uh-huh. there before for sure. So uh, just a quick rundown for anybody who doesn't know: it's a video game and also like tabletop and board game expo. Um, and it might, it sometimes rolls over into other pop culture, um, nerd culture type things too. But it, over time, ended up becoming probably the biggest um, video game expo outside of E3, uh, where they would, it became common for new announcements, um, the big games, the big companies would be there. So much to see, so much to do, so much fun. And uh, we've always, I mean, me and Alex have gone every year for years, and over the years, plenty of people have started going and... Anyway, it's a blast. If you haven't ever been to PAX before, you should definitely go. Um, but PAX is, as of the time of this recording, this weekend, and we're going in just a couple days. Woo. So it felt like a good time to do a little reminiscing of the PAX over the years. And I figured 
why not have through the people who I have experienced probably the most packs with, which of course is not to offend anybody. I've been to packs with a lot of really good friends multiple times, but I 100% couldn't have this episode without Alex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been sacrilegious. You guys are the OGs. Yeah, we've gone every year since 2008. Wow. So, so how many how many years did you miss then? If, if 2008 is very close to when it started, isn't it? Well, if it started in 2004, just Oof. the first four. Yeah. So did because I know it started in Bellevue, right? Wasn't it first like that's what it said? That's what Wikipedia said. Yeah. <laughs> and Wikipedia never lies. <laughs> but it was it was at Seattle Convention Center by the time you guys were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it had been there one year by that time. Uh. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, I've already spoiled for everybody when Alex's first year was. But do you remember when your first year was? <laughs> Approximately, James's uh, memory is not the, great. My, yeah, number one, my memory is not good. But I was able to piece together what I think was my first year, maybe, probably, just based on. Okay, so I had found some old photos from friends on Instagram. That was one clue. Um, by the way, the year I'm I'm, I'm thinking of is t- 2012, which seems a little you late. Had to have gone it seems it seems late in the game. 2012 was the year the 3DS came out. It, uh, hey, hey, hey. I think he's telling the truth because he hadn't gone to PAX when we were dating yet. And I remember him saying when we were dating, hey, this is my first PAX and I'm going with Chris and Alex. And he's like, do you want to come? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so fun Biggest fact. mistake of your life. <laughs> fun fact. Uh, when me and Alex went to PAX the first time, I don't know if you remember. You weren't there when I talked to James about this. But I invited James. I said, me and Alex are going to PAX. The first time? I, I think it's I a heard vid- this story. It's a video game convention. And James said, Ooh. that sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> this is back when James was trying to repress him. Yeah. Repress he was his, holding uh, back. His gamer. He was trying to be cool. My inner nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, he I had girls like, to impress. Yeah. So places to go. It might be true that he didn't come to 2012 because I didn't invite him again. <laughs> <laughs> Once he already had the girl, then he's like, yeah, yeah. I can go I'm now. I'm done. I can be a dork now. <laughs> well, I, he, Some he, of us didn't care. We were going to be dorks no matter what. <laughs> and we still got married. Dorks till we die. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I, I'm pretty sure it's 2012. If I think the very earliest would have to be 2011 because, like I said, there was a couple photos of, of some of our friends had badges with 2012 on them. I'm like, that seems like probably the year. Also, 2012 was the year the Wii U came out. And one of my earliest actual video game memories was playing uh, the Luigi's <laughs> Mansion mini game. earliest video game memories? Well, um, <laughs> earliest PAX demo memories. Your memory really sucks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, trying to remember my first PAX is like trying to remember my first actual memory. <laughs> it's very vague and hazy. But yeah, like I remember playing uh, Luigi's Mansion on Nintendo Land. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was before the Wii U had been released. I remember that specifically. I don't remember what the giveaway the swag was but i remember that and then also wikipedia helped because in 2012 there was a league of legends north american regional tourney do you guys remember that like it, it I took remember over not caring but i remember that it was yeah, I, 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 yeah. Didn't really, I didn't yeah. care either but like it drew that's you, uh-huh. just that event at pax drew thousands and thousands of people hundreds of cosplayers yeah. and i remember watching the final match and it was it just blew me away how many people were into it how loud it was like mm-hmm. a sporting event and I remember, I remember um, afterwards, after the championship of that regional was done, they invited up randos to play in front of everyone on the big stage with hundreds, thousands of people watching and cheering for random people. And Jordan was one of the people mm-hmm. that raised his hand and went up and played, and he won a match, and he like won a keyboard and stuff. Yeah. Like, and was Felicia Day there too? I th- probably. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a joke, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Comic-Con? Yeah. No, I, I mean... I think she was there. Was yeah. she actually there? Yeah. Man, I should have had Jordan on this episode. Forget James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Jordan... I, in my head, James had been to more than Jordan had. I messed up. Sorry, Jordan. Well, we called him out. He, he got some love. Yeah, he's getting a lot of love right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, okay, so 2012. I'm thinking 2012. Okay. For those three reasons. Pictures. Wii U. Wii U. Mm-hmm. And then the League of Legends Lol. tournament, which Speaking I didn't of, care about, but it was very entertaining to watch. We're apparently three of the only people who left a gaming convention and were like, still going to get a Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> well, that's really the funny thing about it is that most of my life as a uh, PAX attender was with the Wii U as like the feature console of Nintendo, which is really hmm. kind of funny. But... That's kind of funny. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> so funny. I am laughing right now. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a laugh? Uh, oh, sound uh, <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Not exactly. Um, well, Hannah, do you remember your first PAX experience? <laughs> um, my memory is a lot better than James, mm-hmm. but I was going back in my pictures looking, and I only have pictures from, like, 2017, but I know that I went before then because I remember playing on the Wii U there and having my 3DS, and so I'm thinking probably, like, 2015... I sent a I sent like a photo dump of pictures right before this to them, and one of them was me and you at PAX, and it was 2015, so that might be. That's when it was then. Perfect. My questions are answered. Could have been 2014 though, honestly. If Could I went. Yeah. Either I, way. I don't remember for sure. I just know you've been to all basically all of them since you've been married. Yeah. So 2017 mm-hmm. did not feel recently enough. No. Um. Okay, Alex. Yeah. Your I, first PAX. Go ahead. When was it? 2008. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been told. <laughs> I really have trouble with memories about like pinpointing things in time, but thankfully Chris Chris knows. Yeah, I'm usually usually able to pinpoint things because of specific things I remember mm-hmm. from events. And in this case, I remember some of the big games that were there that year were Left 4 Dead, Far Cry 2, and Prince of Persia. Mm-hmm. And I remember those the two of those. Yeah. Yeah, I I just so for me and I think you as well. This was both of our first convention of this type right yeah. I mean, it definitely was mine never so, been to a commission report in my life <laughs> <laughs> of, of this s- kind <laughs> <laughs> been to lots of conventions uh, they weren't as smelly um, yeah yeah that's true <laughs> lines are shorter too <laughs> yeah except for when there used to be food that those lines true. were long the girls bathroom lines are still pretty long oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a girl just a girl problem in general isn't Maybe. it yeah um, but yeah, I do remember just being like completely and utterly blown away. <laughs> I well, was like, this is, where has this been my whole life? <laughs> yeah. And I think back then even more because we were playing games that were just announced mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. I Big mean, games like a, like rock band and things like that. Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of fun. Like I remember going to the concerts that night mm-hmm. and we watched the mini bosses Oh, so good. and they were just, if anybody hasn't listened, they just do really good cover, like kind of metal covers of is it metal yeah it's, i call it metal yeah. yeah uh covers of different video game songs and it was hilarious because they kept doing like between every song they do the excite bike song mm-hmm. which is like <laughs> 10 notes long um i one thing i will never forget about that is apparently there was a panel that day at some point where for fallout 3 and they had given everybody who what came to the panel uh the vault boy pup a little puppet of the vault boy and I wanted one so bad, and I couldn't figure out where to get it. And by the time I did, we'd obviously long since missed the panel. And everywhere I looked, people had those things. And during the whole concert, they were like using them to like rock out. I was just, I was just so jealous. <laughs> See the rage. Yeah. I was like, maybe I can steal that guy's. <laughs> he looks weak. I'm pretty sure you did say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, that was. I mean, then after that, I neither of us have ever missed one, have we? I haven't for sure, mm, but I'm pretty I sure we. So no, it's been a goal where we've always gone. There's been chances together. where like it could have, but yeah. yeah. We missed during COVID, right? We missed we well, missed last doesn't... year's. We missed... 2020 doesn't count because there was not one. 
one. We mm-hmm. missed the one last year. I had badges to it, but like something came up and I don't know what happened. It just yeah, there wasn't a something lame like Pioneer School or something. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely, that could have been it. Not that important. <laughs> but yeah, I've been to every other. I'm pretty sure I've been to every one since at least 2012. And I mean, I think that says a lot about the impression it had on me. Like it's such, especially initially, it was such a spectacle. Like kind of as a as an as a gamer it kind of takes your breath away like the massive displays the huge mm-hmm. statues like the lights yeah. and the different colors and it's almost like Disneyland for <laughs> for gamers you know yeah and i always tell people too like it's probably one of the few times where you're in a crowd of people that large and you feel pretty safe because everybody's just there to have fun like nerd the the nerd culture in general is pretty pretty inviting doesn't mean it's not toxic online but Mm -hmm. the people that go to pax are usually super chill you can just kind of like just talk to people and have fun and be relaxed like you know there's not a lot of stress you're not usually worried about somebody shooting everybody yeah um you have to be careful of the pukers though (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna say the smells aren't (laughs) yeah it's dangerous to your nose maybe wild sometimes (laughs) it's cornucopia of smells (laughs) (laughs) I, I, i went on reddit the other day on the PAX Reddit, because I was looking to see, I was just trying to like figure out who was going to be there and what swag they might have and stuff. And somebody had a big, like they posted a, a, a thread, I guess. And it was just the yearly PAX reminder, please don't forget to shower and wear deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> In case you forgot since 2019, four years ago, and stopped doing this. Yeah. Or I've never started. <laughs> well, Hannah, what memories do you have of your first PAX? My very first PAX? I mean, it's going to be hard, I guess, since you don't remember what your first PAX was. I have but. a feeling that the main reason I wanted to go to PAX was I was told that there was a infinite supply of spot passes that I could get. Mm-hmm. That was my main reason that I wanted to go. And was there infinite amounts of spot passes? You know, actually, there was a good amount, but the idea I had in my head, you know, like those like animations of a battery filling up like like and it goes up really quick like that was imagining like every time i turned it on it'd be like immediately full with 10 spot passes and i'd be like yes and then i'd empty it and it'd be 10 more it wasn't quite like that but it was a lot that seems (laughs) okay and that must show how many years later you went then because you you remember oh yeah the first like that the first couple years after the 3ds you could once you cleared there was no if you were going to be on top of your spot passes there was no breathing room yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I think especially in that like one big hall where people are waiting to ex- uh, enter the actual um, expo, you know, like mm-hmm. where there's literally thousands of people waiting to get in. That mm-hmm. is that, like that cattle. That yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smelly cattle <laughs> with 3ds's. <laughs> I remember spending a lot of time in like the handheld lounge, like that oh, area yeah. that was right by yeah. the, where the Pokemon the people bags. are uh-huh. or nearby. And uh, yeah, I would just be sitting there and be like, okay, time to empty. I remember like finishing those mini games like i'd every year I'd be like okay well i'll get caught up on all of the little street pass games that i'm not caught up on like all the puzzle pieces because there's so many people here yeah it's really hard uh to know who to look at when i'm talking <laughs> like there's three of you just look at nuke straight in the eyes <laughs> i don't know if you've noticed but i've been having that issue as well <laughs> i'm like i accidentally focusing too much on one person and i'm like this is weird now you're staring at me <laughs> Just choose one person to stare at them. <laughs> I would like to know if there's any other podcast out there that talks about spot passing as much as this oh, one. Oh, it comes up all the time. Because we talk about it a lot. <laughs> Basically, if they if the switch to just, if the only difference was it had street passing, that would be enough for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I miss it. And those games, 
were fun. Like mm-hmm. the find me and the even just putting together the stupid puzzles mm-hmm. was so much fun. Oh, and uh, coming back next year to PAX and seeing the same person in your spot pass. Yeah, oh, when you yeah. get that magical number two. Yep. Yeah. Fat Tyler. Fat Tyler. <laughs> oh, man. One of the few uh, me's I've kept from all the way back then. Uh, oh, man. And it, I mean, now I'm just talking about 3DS. So it definitely uh, itches the, the completionist kind of like vibe because you're like mm-hmm. well i want to unlock every state from the <laughs> oh, u.s yeah. i want to unlock uh-huh. all of the canadian provinces like i need to meet someone from manitoba you yeah, know exactly. so <laughs> yep. but i feel i mean i don't feel like we're talking about it too much because i feel like there's only been three four years of packs where the ds hasn't been a big like underlying theme of it right like mm-hmm. there was that there was at least a ds or a 3ds from most years of packs hasn't there been yeah, yeah. before the switch finally came and kind of replaced it mm-hmm. you know yeah I, I mean last year me and alex did go and i will say it was probably the first packs ever where i didn't have many spot passes mm-hmm. i think i, I, I don't mean, know that i even got 10 i don't know how many i got not yeah not many but to be fair there wasn't a lot of people there yeah so yeah <laughs> this will be the first one that's feels like somewhat normal i feel like yeah just in case anybody was wondering Last year's packs was not was worth sad. full price. <laughs> sad, sad packs. The fact yeah. that they, they charged full price for those tickets was oh, they, uh, was they, a sin, yeah. <laughs> and which is why they gave us a discount yeah. for this year. Like anybody who bought tickets got a discount, but and early access, which was nice. Yeah. I'm hoping this this year seems like it's going to be at least much closer to normal. Mm-hmm. Heaven forbid there was a vaccine and mask requirement, so that by default half the population wouldn't come to PAX also so that affected the numbers here we are getting political <laughs> <laughs> not that I mean I follow those rules but you know yeah. so do, I'm, I'm, it, masks it, are required this time yeah the, mm-hmm. the same rules apply vaccines. this year so and I'm fine with it I, 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 yeah but it's gonna affect numbers Vax at PAX Vax at PAX <laughs> Wait, but, you can get vaxxed at PAX? I mean, I'll vax you. <laughs> um, yeah, but man, it was one floor. They, the the whole Normally, the whole showroom is on two complete sections across the whole floor. It was the one floor and only like one and a half sections, if even that. Everything was spread out really mm-hmm. far. Yeah. Whole half of one of the main showroom areas was just tables and chairs. It was mm-hmm. it was nuts, yeah. <laughs> and almost all of it was vendors. Yeah, the, as far as the booths go, there was a couple of indie devs, and then Bandai Namco for whatever reason yeah. were like, "We're gonna go anyway and show off Tales of Arise," which was cool. <laughs> it was nice to have yeah. like one thing that felt like PAX. Yeah, um, and it was still fun, but it was not full ticket price fun. <laughs> sure, no. sure, but sure, we still sure. made the most of it. Uh-huh. Most of it. Yeah, I was honestly, I still. I saw that uh, you, you you won the league, and I was like, oh, man, I've, all, oh, I've, I've yeah. tried multiple times to win that. One never, time. Never yeah. had the chance. I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite the commitment. It's uh-huh. quite the commitment. Well, speaking of the league and just in general, let's talk about some uh, favorite PAX memories from over the year, over the years. Um, whoever wants to start. And James. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always first. James. Um, well, I guess, uh, talking about what Alex is, this will be a problem. I'm sure it'll be a favorite memory for you, too, now that you've actually pulled off what I can't. But there's, like you said, there's something for everybody at PAX, whether it's different genres of video games or tabletop. And one of the things you can do there is there's this little friendly um, thing called PAX Pokemon League where you can play <coughs> against uh, other trainers with green scarves on. Oh, and they're, they're gym, yeah, they're gym yeah, trainers. They're like yeah. gym gym leaders yeah, yeah they're right they're even yeah. like uh, dressed like mm-hmm. sp- like specifically they to theme be... themselves up which yes. is cool after mm-hmm. actual video characters right mm-hmm. or no they're they're their own 
characters. Oh, they're their own characters. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, I don't right. know why I agreed to that. I wasn't right. listening. <laughs> I was a straight. I haven't James done it in a couple right years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, and they're effectively gym leaders. You beat them, and even if you only beat one, you get their little, uh, their little not not a pin, but like it's a, a badge. It's a badge. It's like a button more. Yeah, and they're actually really cool. They're 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 generally fashioned or inspired by something in the Pokemon universe. And they're really colorful, very unique and cool, and they're kind of like a memento of, of a memory, a moment at PAX. Mm-hmm. So I have some saved from like years and years ago. But anyways, you you beat so many of them, and you get to fight the champion, you know, or the the elite four, mm-hmm. and then the champion. And I've never I've gotten to the champion once, but he was too busy fighting other people, and it was like Sunday already, and I wasn't coming back on Monday. And but Alex actually pulled it off last year. Yeah, it was a lot easier. <laughs> nice thing was last year there was nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Gave him a good opportunity. Yep, and you get badges for just drawing art. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they don't think they had their their normal amount no, of people they had, playing. I think maybe four four leaders. And yeah, then the champion. professor that's always been, oh that yeah, was he was there, there. Uh-huh. from the first time. He was there last year. Yep. Um, yeah, some of them are cool too. Like I remember one year, one of the gym leaders uh, actually did trivia as as her badge mm. you didn't even have to you remember mm-hmm. that where she just asked you different like pokemon sure. trivia questions i like that yeah so it's definitely cool i've never gone too hard in it because i'm usually busy trying to play stuff yeah um i know for me one of my favorite things it's i guess a favorite memory but just one of my favorite things to do is uh meet devs and especially like indie devs and stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i remember back before shovel knight came out i would say at that point i was definitely not I, I mean, indie games were a thing, and but I just didn't play many of them. I think mainly because I just didn't download a bunch of stuff digitally. But I will never forget Yacht Club, Yacht Club Games, the developer of Shovel Knight. Sean Velasco is the guy I met. Who uh, he's actually the the owner, you know, CEO or whatever of Yacht Club Yacht Club Games. I don't know why that's so hard to say. That guy's passion was so infectious. <laughs> like the way he sold, I I had heard of Shovel Knight at that point already because it had a Kickstarter. That was successful, but I totally ignored it. I guess he was so like in like he was so excited about his game, the way he talked about it, the way he like stood there and like was excited while you played it. Uh, I, his passion was so infectious. Like I was like, what the heck? Like these these guys know what's up. Like I definitely bought Shovel Knight strictly because of that experience, but it also changed the way going forward that I experienced packs. Um, that's not to say a lot of times the first thing I plan to do is probably go to something big like Nintendo or if there's a big game coming out because those lines are going to be the biggest. But I look forward to my time and the different indie booths and the indie mm-hmm. dev areas because those are the people that sure they need to make a good impression, but their passion is almost always way higher than mm-hmm. the, the people that are standing in the Sony or Xbox or well, Nintendo just, booth. just hired usually. Because they're just yeah. people that yeah. are hired. They're just basically running a line, and there's only a couple people that, that are usually running the demos themselves, mm-hmm. trying to like work you through them so you're, you kind of keep up the pace and keep exactly. the line moving. Yeah. But yeah, there's a big contrast between passion for one and the other. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just I'll never forget that experience. I even saw him a few years back at one of the PAXs, and I was even like, I saw him and I told him, I was like, dude, you're like your just pure passion for your game was so awesome. Like I bought the game and I've definitely sold copies of it. Cause I was at GameStop at the time. I've convinced friends to play it because of having played it. Like that's a good salesperson. And he wasn't even trying to be a salesperson. <laughs> he was just <laughs> selling his product that he was excited for. Yeah. And another one too, was the, the guys at two tribes games, which are no longer around, but a couple of Danish guys, they had that had been making games since the nineties. And 
Toki Tori 2, they had a small station there where they were demoing it. And it was the same thing. He was just so excited about this game. He was so excited that you were playing it. And I love, I was just like, I'm all for it. When somebody's passionate about something, even if it's something I don't care about, I tend to like, it makes it easy to listen to. Mm. So especially when it's games, it's really easy to sell me on something if you just (laughs) care about it. (laughs) Yeah. But on that same note, just devs in general too. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to meet Tim Schafer from Double Fine. Mm -hmm. He drew on you. Yeah. I have a picture (laughs) picture of that. That was pretty cool. Um, he signed a poster too. He was a lot of people might know him from like the Psychonauts games. It's probably his most popular IP now. Mm. Um, I met Rod, Ron Gilbert, and that was cool because I actually got to interview him when me and Nick had that website that is gone now. I wish I had that audio still. You were there yeah, with you me. Think... I can't find it. Oh, and Nick mm. doesn't seem to have it. So I was. Super... Was I there for Ron Gilbert though? Yeah, you you were the one that uh, was stood the... there and recorded. Was he the one for um, the the point for, and click? Yeah, um, Thimbleweed Park. Yes, that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So and uh-huh. then I was there. He's known mainly for the Monkey Island games, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was his big game coming out at the time, and I actually had an opportunity to interview him, which was cool. And then Greg Johnson, who's the creator of Tojo and Earl. So I've been able to meet some devs from some of my favorite games, especially more, maybe slightly more obscure games. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's just been nice because, I mean, they've all been cool, easy to talk to. And it's just something that I always look forward to, the opportunity to do. Yeah. Meeting your the, the your childhood heroes that you didn't know were heroes until you were, like, 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you realize, oh, these are the guys that made the games that I loved as a kid. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me about PAX. What's really cool about it, one of the things that adds personality is, um, if not, you know, because you're right, indie developers and other people that are smaller games that aren't made by the big three or anyone that's, you know, remotely close to them, they have to kind of be creative with how they kind of get you to come play their games. And mm-hmm. because of that, you get some really funny, like, <laughs> gimmicky uh, things that are ways to draw you in to come play a game. Like, I think the last packs we went to in 2019, there was these, like, they had, like, a whole couple rows of coffins. And oh, you yeah, would... that was so, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> and you would sit in the coffins and demo their game. I think it was some kind of, like, simulation game where you're, like, running a graveyard or something. Yeah, I think it was, like supposed to be kind of like stardew valley but you ran a graveyard slash restaurant and you had to make the ethical decisions on whether you're going to serve the bodies <laughs> <laughs> graveyard keeper yeah yeah mm-hmm. i remember that setup i didn't i didn't actually do that because i wouldn't want to be in a coffin <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty comfortable it was yeah. pretty comfortable yeah. i don't want to get out of it here was good yeah <laughs> dude that was awesome that was a cool setup and they yeah. even had like the smoke and stuff to make it a little eerie yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so cool I've got an opposite story to both of your stories. <laughs> Ooh, a terrible one, huh? Uh, so this the is a developer memory? for Axiom Verge was there one year before, oh, before yeah. it was released. Okay. And he had been working on Axiom Verge for a few years by then. And I'm not sure what day we went. It was maybe either Saturday or maybe maybe Monday. And he was just so tired. Yeah. <laughs> and it was his game was just on like one or two you know consoles in, in the, the corner somewhere. Booth. Yeah, and he was. I just asked him questions about the game. He's like, "Yeah, I've been working on this." And like, he was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, but and it wasn't a. It hadn't come out yet. It was. It wasn't a big game yet. Yeah, and Alex spit on it. I did. It's like I'll never <laughs> buy this piece of trash. No, and I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Um, it still needed some work, like even from then. But yeah, it was. It was still neat to meet him. And then uh, uh, going from that one to the uh, Star Wars. The, uh, mobile oh, game yeah that was cool that was fun because we got to meet um one of the faces from mm-hmm. the game he was uh, i guess maybe one of the developers that they used as like his likeness for one for, of the characters like, the main character and we were there on friday mm-hmm. 
And so we got to meet him, talk to him. Like he was all excited to be at PAX, his first convention. Yeah. Um, we all got to uh, dress up as what we got. We got prop yeah, blasters like, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. He, he posed with a pretty us. cool picture. He posed yeah. with us, and it was cool. <laughs> yeah. And then we went on Monday, I think, and he was still there. He's like, he he was like dead. <laughs> he was like, I didn't know it was gonna be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. There, it's like a marathon for those mm-hmm. for those workers. That are so there all shout those. out to the people who have to be there. Yeah. 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 And that managed to keep a composure the whole yeah. weekend too. It, I mean, even just being there is a lot of work. You know, lots of standing, lots of talking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, actually having to com- like interact with people yep. all day and, and try to keep that vibe up yeah that's yeah. got to be rough um I have a dev story too yeah i think i was actually with alex i don't know if he'll remember this but i wanted Chocolate to go memory. to the nindy section one year i think it must have been 2018 because i remember nindy's at night we had gone to it the day before and i was looking for a specific game but um it was the dev for Untitled Goose Game. And at the time, like oh, nobody yeah. knew that it was going to be like such mm-hmm. a big game. And I remember going up to him like, so why doesn't it have a name? And he's like, we haven't decided on a name yet. Do you have any suggestions? And I was like, I mean, I'll play it and think about it. And he's like, let me know. We haven't decided on a name yet. And then they ended up just keeping it Untitled <laughs> yeah. Goose Game. But it was like such a cool like memory when I thought back. I was like, oh. I didn't know that happened. That's great. Yeah, yeah no, you weren't there. Awesome. You were playing the Pokemon League. So I was hanging oh, no, out with Alex. I definitely was checking out that game. Yeah. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's cool. That's one of, easily one of my favorite things. The devs just can be so much fun to talk to. That Star Wars game, just going back to that for a second, that was the first piece of um, canonized Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff to come out after LucasArts, or yep. after Disney bought LucasArts. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't available on Windows Phone. I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> I, are you joking? <laughs> no, I was... If I... I had a Windows Phone. If, they, if it was made for that, I would have played it. Well, it didn't. La- it didn't last long, did it? No. I well, either did Windows Phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No. I think that's one of the funny things. Another funny thing about PAX is that like you have a lot of memories wrapped around games that ultimately just they they die mm-hmm. like pretty quick. You know. Well, the funny thing is, I remember at PAX probably in 2011 or 12 playing the demo for Fantasy Star Online 2. And we got the mouse pads. You remember that? Yep. Oh, that's uh-huh. really cool. Yeah, and being like, oh, I cannot wait because I love <laughs> Fantasy Star Online. And then it never came out until literally three days ago. It finally dropped, yeah. at least on PlayStation. It's been on PC yeah. for a little while now. I think, it's mm-hmm. on, I think it's on Game Pass, I heard, too, just recently. So. Yeah, which is cross-platform. So. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, so I downloaded it the other day. Oh, good. But, I mean, that was eight years. I mm-hmm. remember being like, where's this game at? And it came out in Japan. Well, I mean, probably not long after that, but mm-hmm. it took like seven years for it to even come out on PC here. Um, but uh, there's lots of those too. I mean, just I think back, like some of my oh, this was one we were talking about earlier. So, like some of the random things they do at PAX, like the random photo booths that they'll have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for Dragon Quest Monsters. No, Dragon Quest Joker Two. That's what the game was called on DS. They had a photo booth, which you wouldn't have been there. This was before you guys were even dating. Um, but they had a photo booth there where, cause the whole game was about, it was Dragon Quest based, but you mm-hmm. would breed, you'd catch and breed monsters, kind of like Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It was their attempt at that concept, but you could go into the photo booth, you and a friend, and it would print out a strip of pictures 
where it fused you together. <laughs> <laughs> and it created some real monstrosities. <laughs> me and Alex's were not pretty, but was it you and Andrew or me and Andrew's? I think you and Andrew. Dude, that one looked like looked like what's his name? Hey, you guys! Like it looked like that dude from Goonies. Like yeah. it had an so, uglier kid. If, if I can find them, I'll I'll take a picture of them and send them to you. So that for the yeah for, for the, the post, pretty great. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was something else. Speaking of dragons, though, do you guys remember the year there was all the dragons to pose with? Oh yeah, I remember I took pictures with like every single one. I think there was like seven. I do not remember. You can this climb on one of them. There was the one. That, yeah, I took a yeah. picture on top of one. I waited in line to sit on top of the dragon. I don't remember. I think there was one for God of War. There was like a sign behind one of them. I don't know why. If oh, were... this was only like a few years ago, wasn't it? No, it was like 2017. I mean, I guess that was yeah. Longer. But I, I, I do. Va- I definitely didn't do it. But it does sound familiar now. Sorry, I totally interrupted you with my. I mean, that's pretty much the whole story. There was just a lot of dragons, mm-hmm. and I'm a big dragons fan. It was cool. Yeah, so. just adds to the spectacle. There's like stuff that just catches your eye. Yeah. Just like they really built that to just display it this one time at mm-hmm. PAX. You know, like, yeah. And it's a game we don't remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like it's. it's interesting because it helps you want to play games that you wouldn't even be interested in playing like would i have wanted to play graveyard keeper probably not but i wanted to sit in that coffin <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm like yeah. okay i'll play it yeah well yeah i uh, i can't i think i'm sure sooner or later one but somebody was going to mention this but the uh the Fortnite mini golf course oh that dude. was mm-hmm. so detailed. i did not do that oh i don't man. know where that was it was in the building across the street oh um, okay it was two yeah I don't know. Like, I don't care if you liked Fortnite or not. Yeah, it was. It was the most detailed, like, cool event that they had. It's one of the, yeah, for like, sure. It was an actual putt-putt golf course. And yes. And each course was based off of an area in the game. Nine holes or eight? I think it was nine, nine holes. Nine holes, yeah. yeah. And then when you did it, you got, a, like, a golf towel. And, mm-hmm. like, and then at the end of it, you got a pack of uh, PAX pins. Yeah. The official penny pins. Yeah, it was... So, I mean, I, I put some of those photos in the photo dump, yes, but I it saw was that, just yeah. like, it was so cool. And yeah. the line for it was, you know, needless to say, extremely long. And you had to, it was complicated because you could only do like groups of four. It was like actual, you could only send certain groups at a time. So we had to break up our group and it was kind of awkward, but. I ended up with a bunch of um, Asian guys and I was definitely the worst at putt-putt and they were just like. I would just like shoot it and miss and shoot it and miss and they would just like be trying to like walk to the next thing and they have to wait for me and they're like we don't even know her do we have to wait I'm like sorry oh, I'm sorry hand. for abandoning you somehow yeah, what I'm not sure how I pulled that off but yeah. I'm not really super surprised either <laughs> You should have went with them. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I probably I don't rem- I don't remember being with somebody I knew, so There's I think I probably no way had you to- can spin this. I think story, it was James. like it was like you could either choose to wait even longer and oh, miss more of sense. packs, or you could be like, I'm a single rider, I'll go with oh, you. Yeah, you're sense. right. That's, that's what happened. Effect. I think we both ended up doing single rider. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense because I I like to believe James would have at least let you go with the other three <laughs> friends. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of my more recent like memories of just like a cool setup type thing was um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which obviously everybody knows I love that game. <laughs> but before that PAX, I was probably going to get the game no matter what, but I still was, I wasn't sure about it. Like The videos that we'd seen hadn't really explained enough of the gameplay, but that was a cool... That whole setup was cool because they had it set up like you were going into a Shinra um, warehouse and the people working the booth were acting out like they were, or not acting out. They were playing the part of Turks, so very serious, very by the book. 
um, which I'm not good at playing off of. <laughs> well, because uh, one of them, one of the ladies talked to me and she said something. And then, of course, I said something stupid and it was like real awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of, again, kind of like Disneyland, right? Where Darth Vader or Kylo Ren say something to you that's kind of rude. or Yeah, and then I don't know how to play off of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but that was, I loved that whole setup. Um, they even had like, like fake like crates outside with the Shinra logo on it, logo on it. And then going in and playing the demo, I was like, I walked away and been, was like, "Wow, they did a good job with this." And the battle system made sense. And I, from that moment on, I was excited, like not just knowing I was going to get it, but I was looking forward to it. But that was a that was a really cool setup that they did there. Mm-hmm. So I guess something else we can talk about um, with PAX is something that everybody, I think, universally, whether you enjoyed the event much or not. Everybody loves swag. Mm-hmm. Stuff we yeah. all get. Yes. Office quote. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That was from the episode where they go you to that paper, paper convention. Con- mm-hmm. convention. <laughs> um, but yeah, swag is the best. Um, so who wants to talk about some of their favorite swag from over the years? Who might even be wearing some of their favorite swag from over the years? I forgot. I mean, <clears> both of us. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, lanyards are, are fun to lanyards have. Lanyards are big. There was the, the light-up lanyard that everybody wanted to get. The light-up one? The tiny one? build one? Yeah. The one that had the whistle in the end? Mm-hmm. I think it might have, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my, my bag of swag right Ooh, here next to me. Yeah. brought it with it. Swag bird. Ooh, show and tell. Show um, and tell. But, so here's this one, and then there's this one. <laughs> oh wow Alex. amazing oh my god no, uh, i think pins uh i love pins yeah, yeah. pins um, the whole penny yeah. collecting aspect and the fact that they have their own branded pins which for me obviously anybody who's gone to disneyland knows disney pins mm-hmm. and they're a huge thing i love disneyland i enjoy disney pins i love pax Video games are more. I've my got thing. a bag of, of, of similar so, quality, which just just stuffed in you there. You can't see it, but you can. You hear that? <laughs> it's a bag of goodies right there. It's what that is is long hours of li- uh, waiting in lines. Yeah, I see the Rock Band one. Yep, which I still have on my lanyard right here for anybody that wants that, to look through this one. That's an extra nice. one, actually. Oh, you have a spare Rock yes. Band? Yes, nice. Untouched. Is that Un- Star Fox patch? Is that also from? Pax? That was a Pax thing. I think wasn't it was, it? wasn't it? I think so. I think from, from when the... Star Fox Zero was coming out. Yeah. Or. Was that the 3DS one? That was Star Fox 3D. Yeah, I think. Was it? So it was even before Star Fox Zero, the Wii U one. I can't remember. I don't remember either. I yeah. just I remember there was a track jacket they actually gave. It was. Am I remembering this wrong? There was in the handheld lounge, a line to demo a Star Fox game. I don't know if it was Star Fox 64 3D for 3DS or what, but there was this really cool like like Norfair, not Norfair, um, <laughs> Corneria. <laughs> A logo like that but it was like a like an actual badge like metal and it was really cool and i also remember they were giving away like track jackets star fox tracks jackets I one time. and I, it was like it was like the, one of the coolest things i've seen that i never got but yeah that and the um wind waker t-shirt did you get that because i sure didn't and I, it's one of the things i always yeah like, I, did, I was able to get the wind waker t-shirt not was getting. that the four swords one no, it was the Wind Waker t-shirt. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> it for when Wind Waker HD is coming out. For those who aren't aware, there's a lot of Zelda games. <laughs> um, yeah, that... was, And they gave away Scarf... The... the um, what's that name called? Hyrule Warriors. They had Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors scarves one year, didn't they? But just not like a mad giveaway. You actually had to do something specific to get... Oh, like you have to beat the game or yeah, get, you had get to, a certain time. Or... Which, speaking of, do you remember when Alien Isolation was there? Yeah. And if you You'd beat the that, demo, you, go, uh-huh. you could win that like sick bomber jacket. 
I don't remember what it was, but I just remember you had to go inside a, con- a sealed container yeah. uh, in the dark. It was an egg. It was an egg, A yeah. replica of an alien egg. <laughs> and you had to play the game and with no advance warning of how to play it or what to do. And yeah, you used to get eaten by the alien. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, it took all of two minutes. But if you beat the demo, you'd get this this bomber jacket based off of, I don't know, probably something in the, the series. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. I sure didn't win it. I don't know anybody who did, but... There's been a lot of cool t-shirts over the years, but like the really true, like, wow, I wish I got one of those. I don't think I've ever got one of those clothing items like that, like the track jacket or like a bomber jacket, something of real substance, you know, mm-hmm. but they've had, they've had that before, although it's kind of trended down, I think, in terms of quality yeah, of swag. Like swag is... Yeah, over the last couple of years, well, even before COVID, the last couple of packs yeah. is, it wasn't as everywhere. Well, just the number of people going... They couldn't sustain it. Yeah, it yeah. was too busy and not enough. Yeah, pins were have always been my big thing though. I'd usually choose to go to a booth to play a game I never heard of before to get a pin mm-hmm. yeah. over a t-shirt, only because I know me and t-shirts either a stop fitting or <laughs> b they wear out too quick. They wear out pretty quick, especially the packs <clears throat> level t-shirts. Yeah, because I had that four swords one, which I still speaking of the four swords. Yeah, no. What's that game called? Triforce Heroes. Yeah, Triforce Heroes. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did have that one, and that was a really cool shirt, but. It was a cool shirt. Last for, I mean, I think I still have it lying around, but it's not wearable outside. <laughs> they gave that away in the handheld lounge too. There was a lot of. They just stopped doing the, the handheld lounge. Obviously, went away once the 3ds wasn't like getting new games anymore, which is yeah. a little sad because that was a really cool area with all the beanbag chairs. Mm-hmm. And, and they used to have a checkout list with just about every handheld imaginable, where you could even check out like an Atari Lynx or a, um, a Neo Geo Pocket, That's and cool. actually like check it out and play it there in the handheld lounge. Yeah. Do you guys remember in the handheld lounge though? There'd be those guys sitting at the tables, and they'd have like ten. 3ds's that they owned all spot passing at the same time do you remember that <laughs> <laughs> there's like I, I have like vivid memories they'd have like so many and they're all just like one emptying person? one yeah and then going again and emptying another oh one. My gosh yeah it's like that reminds me of when uh the first this first summer of pokemon go and yeah. like there'd be guys that mm-hmm. literally had like a Yu-Gi-Oh like thing attached to their arm and they'd have like s- like 10 cell phones attached to their arm <laughs> and they'd just be spinning pokeballs like left and right like that's was... some passion i can barely keep up with my one yeah i know anything. right I know. Um, um, some of my other favorite pins are the two Toja Mineral mm-hmm. ones I have. Yeah, on I'm my proud of those right too. Here. Those are really nice. I, and for one thing, like they're both two of the coolest looking pins mm-hmm. from over the years. But and they, we got two of them. Yeah, like two it's different crazy. years, two different pins. Yeah. Mm. And uh, but remember the first year they also gave out um, the CD sampler. Yep. And the wise the the, the wise man keychain. Carrot. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And I, they were going through doing trivia to hand those out, and I aced the trivia, and the guy was like. This guy knows his Toja Mineral. <laughs> Humble brag. I know a lot about Toja Mineral, guys. You've never mentioned that before. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I'd bring it up. But that was cool. And then uh, the trucker hat, too. Did you get one of those? No, I don't think I did. Oh, no, that's not true. The, I did. You did? Yeah. I have two of them. I don't oh, know wow. why, but I have two. I don't wear hats. Well, I don't either. I don't definitely don't wear trucker hats, but mm-hmm. it's a cool hat. James, do you remember when you had to go around Seattle to oh, get those? I was gonna say, to, uh, there's oh, two, yeah. there's two, there's two crown jewels of pack swag that I, I consider like the, the two that I considered my favorites. Fortunately, I gave away the first one, and that would be Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You had to actually battle. I don't know if you had to win one or two battles against people, but I remember you had to go, you had to face off against someone. If you didn't win, you didn't get the prize. And the lines were really long for Smash Ultimate naturally because it hadn't come out yet. Um, but they gave you like a WWE style like championship belt with like 
you know, like Super Smash Brothers champion, and it was just paper, but like really high quality and detailed and glossy and everything. And I got like two or three of them, I remember, and I just gave them away at Smash Attorneys that I would hold when somebody would win. I'm just you like, keep one of them. Uh, no, I didn't keep one. And mm. I, I actually texted Lamar and Jamar today. I was like, do you guys still have that belt? Because I'd like to laminate it and maybe just do like a. <coughs> I don't know, <laughs> something in the future where we still hand it off. But and it, they were like, get out of here. And yeah, they're like, uh, no, I won that because I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that is, I think, was a really, really cool giveaway, um, even though it was uh, low quality in terms of materials. Um, but then my crown jewel. Uh, and it, what's, we, always, we talk about the quality of, of uh, swag trending down, but this is, this is the most recent packs I've been to, 2019, when... Zelda Link's Awakening uh, on the Switch came out, and that, by the way, the, the whole display of the video game was really cool when they did it, but uh, they had a scavenger hunt for pins, and there was eight pins to represent the, all the musical instruments from Link's Awakening, and then you actually had to get the map, too. The map was an item you had to get from the scavenger hunt, and they did updates on Twitter, and they give you hints. They wouldn't tell you exactly where to go, but it was like... It was like within the four or five blocks that cover the whole, you know, convention. Mm -hmm. So you had to, I had to go pretty far, and I, I'm sure I was very annoying to the people I was with at the time. I think it was you guys, <laughs> and it was Kieran, wasn't it? And so I had to like leave pretty often while they were waiting in line for me, basically at different <laughs> games, because I, I had to collect those. And I, to this day, that's that's my favorite thing I've ever got at PAX, and I still have it, and I display it. And <laughs> I'm, speaking of going back to the collector's touch, um, that goes for at least. Two hundred dollars on eBay. Dang, nice job. I mean, it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Good job. Really cool. Good job having something worth so much money. Yeah, well, you know. What about <laughs> one of them? Huh? What about one of them? I, lo I looked at it, one of the pins. Thirty-five to forty dollars. Ooh. Yep. And I have I some saw, extras I too. I saw one of them in your bag. I have yeah. some. I have some. I have a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. That means that thing's worth over three hundred dollars. You're getting ripped off if you sell it for only. I am not going to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, at least. Um, I told them I know oh, the mafia or something. Wasn't that the, didn't they give away the 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 link from Link's Awakening keychains too that mm -hmm. year? Yes. They did. And those are also pretty valuable. I so I have one of those, and only because you guys got an extra and gave it to me. Yeah. And I don't know. I had. I know I went to PAX that year, but why wasn't I with you guys? And why didn't I do that even there, if I wasn't? I feel like there was. There was a lot of stuff to do. I think you what? just went a different day for some reason yeah. or another. Because I remember it was me, Hannah, Alex, and Kieran. I don't know if anybody else. Was I do remember being day. there with you guys. Because that was so, the, that was the coffee. It could day be the too. one year that we didn't actually go the same day. Yeah, that might be. It was 2019. I, I know I didn't miss it, but no. Well, it was you 2019. Went, you went to 2019 too because you came. That was the year you came late. That's true. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel pretty confident when we were there. You weren't there because you would have gone and played golf with us. That, yeah. that was a different. That year. was a different year. That was a different year. Yeah, yeah. golf. I, I looked it up just based on. I know based on the picture dates, the the timestamp. Uh, golf oh, was that twenty eighteen. Oh, okay. So I went two days that year, but I didn't. I don't. I who did I do? I'm, I think I did it with you guys, because I went another day and we couldn't get into it because it was too bit. It was already booked for the day. The Fortnite was, golf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, now we're just. I'm trying to figure out who went what day is could take forever. Well, I did go Friday and Saturday on 2019. <laughs> I have my badges so you, to prove you, I'm it. I'm sure you so did go with Chris then, because I, I think we went on a yeah. Saturday, I think, is when we went, right? 2019? 2019. Yeah, I went Friday. Yep. Yeah, we went on a Saturday, I'm pretty sure. I was probably working on a Friday. Yep, that makes sense then. Hmm. I just still... I, oh, if it was 2019, that's the year that they had the Final Fantasy VII. They probably had a bunch of other stuff there that year that I was looking forward to, too. It's crazy... Wait, 2019, Link's Awakening came out. Has it only been that recently? 
it's pretty recent. Yeah, it feels it was, it was, it was the, it it was was the last COVID. it was the last yeah. quality show was it feels 2019. Even longer than that. Yeah. Last yeah. quality show. Well, I guess you could say last full show was 2019. Yeah. yeah. That was the, that was the first year too that Nintendo had like an actual Nintendo store kiosk attached to their main video game area. Yeah. And they had some really cool quality. They had really cool quality Zelda shirts, a couple that I still wear that were like, you know, higher quality than what you'd actually get, you know, from like a video game giveaway, but yeah. Man. Anybody else have any other favorite swag memories? No. Just other memories, though. Oh, go ahead. Let's just go over the memories. Oh, memories. <laughs> um, the music. Oh, yes. Yeah. So there's the concerts. The, the concerts. Um, seen the mini bosses. Jonathan Colton, who I didn't know about until afterwards. I, I met him on Pandora. I <laughs> didn't meet him. but <laughs> <laughs> Pandora meet and greet. Yeah. Um, but getting to see him in concert, that was pretty cool. MC Frontalot, who I don't care about. <laughs> that nerdcore rap. Yeah, don't understand it. <laughs> like, either. literally, just, like, can't understand what they're saying. No, I couldn't um, either. Not live, at least. I've no. never listened to it online or whatever. Triforce Quartet. Yeah, that was oh, cool. I've heard. And then he proposed so cool. to his uh, girlfriend yeah. on stage. And they're still to be there for that. not together. They're not? Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why do you know that? Dude, they were good, though. Oh, man, they were really good. They're playing tomorrow, aren't they? Yeah, not I Saturday. Think so yeah, either. they are. I wish yep. that we were going just for that. I know. Yeah. Unfortunately, this year we're missing out on yeah. good concerts. Well, it was hard to pre-buy tickets after last year. Like last year was such a bust. It was hard mm-hmm. to. And they they tricked us last year. They didn't release a full like layout yeah. of the conference main conference until like the week before. Mm-hmm. So like it was we were a little gun shy. Like was going for sure. But I wasn't looking to buy more than one day. Yeah. Like, and, and so, I don't know. Yeah. At this point, it's too late to try to go tomorrow. Yeah. And then one of my favorite bands from coming to PAX was the Super Soul Bros. Oh, oh I, yeah. I didn't see them with you when you... Because I know you originally bought that cool NES cartridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I've listened to them a lot since. I wish I could see them live. Yeah. Don't they actually perform so cool. on the expo floor sometimes? The they did. That's how they, that's how they started out. They were just yeah. playing on the floor just in random places. Because I remember that. And they were selling their CDs like mm-hmm. really literally right in between like Nintendo and Sony, I think yeah. they were. And I was just like, cool. Yep. And then they got to actually go on, on the big stage. Yeah. Uh, I think the year, uh, the last year probably. Yeah, that all I know is that cartridge that they did. That's such a cool like gimmick to yeah. sell your music. Yeah, it's just got what like a it's just flash drive inside yeah. it. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Yep. Do you remember uh, Metroid Metal? Yes, because they're one of my favorites. <laughs> they, were, I, they were cool. I love that like the metal covers of all the Metroid music. Yep, it's one of the only times I've actually bought. And it was music all. After ju- I think it was it. all just the from NES too. Uh, and Super. Oh, was Metroid. it Super as yeah. well? Oh, okay. I I still have. Well, I hope I can't find my folder with all my old CDs in it. So I might not have them anymore. I think mine got stolen. Mine, I don't know. And mine might have gotten stolen. I should look harder. But yeah, concerts for sure. Do you guys have any favorite concert memories? Have you gone to many concerts? We went to concerts one pax, and it, we had to leave early because I think I don't remember who. Maybe it was Nick or somebody had to go home oh, early, right. and it was like a weird. We well, we only had so many cars, and so like half mm-hmm. the group had to leave early. Not that we're blaming you, Nick. We love you. <laughs> but I remember like we it was really cool. We watched like a couple songs and then we had to leave like pr- like abruptly for some reason yeah so we're gonna go to some shows on saturday right i don't think there's a lot going on, on saturday no, i looked at the list and it was just djs yeah oh it's just djs yeah yeah and i don't i guess i don't know what to expect with a dj i mean it's not like playing live music so it just yeah. doesn't seem as fun right <laughs> not i feel just not worth it as much i think 
Yeah. But maybe it is. I don't know. I guess you guys are going to have to watch Husky football with me after PAX then mm-hmm. on Saturday. Yeah. Or I could shoot myself <laughs> in the face and have just as much fun. Uh, I just wanted to see how you reacted. <laughs> well, did I live up to your expectations? <laughs> That's right on. Right on, uh, you know, right what I expected. Um, I was going to say, I have like specific game memories that I remember. I have a lot of fond memories of playing. Uh, like we said, a lot of them were Wii U games because that was just the, that was the era in which I attended most of my PAXs. But um Super Mario Maker, bring that up again on the pod. Um, it was a really cool booth. I remember Super Mario Maker was really cool. It was. I love it when they pitch you against other players, and the prize depends on if you win or not, although it, it makes you a lot more nervous, which is scary, a lot more FOMO. But I remember they had like preset Super Mario Maker courses. I can't remember which version of Mario it was. I'm assuming it was Super Mario World, but there were coins everywhere and Koopa, Koopas everywhere, and you had to like... Get, I think it was a mixture of getting the most points and the fastest time through the course, and you had to survive it, obviously. And they gave away some really cool pins and like a lanyard and stuff, but I remember Super Mario Maker was really, really cool. The display and just playing it, and obviously that game was incredible. So Yeah. yeah I remember playing that, too, and I'm terrible at that game. I mean, I'm <laughs> good at like the actual game itself, but when it comes to being creative, yeah, it's not hard. so much. It's hard. But I know one of my... I remember before the Old Republic came out, I remember being super excited for PAX that year so we could actually play it. I don't know what I was excited about playing an MMO for 15 minutes once, but <laughs> I was stoked, and sure enough, I bought it. <laughs> but um, Do you remember the year that... Because you, Just Dance used to be a really big thing at PAX. Um, because that first couple of years it came out, it was huge. And then they'd have people come up on stage and dance. Remember that year I went up and made a fool of myself dancing <laughs> to Just Dance <laughs> in front of a whole audience of people? Oh, I do. <laughs> I was a different person back then. Um, then the, they used to always do like live rock band, like yeah. plays and stuff, which was yeah. always really cool. I, I see. I remember us playing. I think it was Hysteria by Muse mm-hmm. in front of everyone. I'm sure that we, you know, just we did it better away. than Muse themselves yeah. would do. So Muse called us later. That <laughs> Will you open up for us yeah. and cover our songs <laughs> on rock band only, please? <laughs> that was truly beautiful. Hannah, any other uh, games that you remember fondly playing at PAX? I don't think so. I remember mostly just like looking at like the scenery of what was around. I remember there, it might have been the last one we were at. I think it was for a game I definitely didn't go and do, but it was like a haunted house almost. And you were just watching the people go into, <laughs> go into the haunted house and it was like all smoky and it was like this big area. And I was like, this looks so cool. I mean, I don't want to go in there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. There's just like, they put so much work into every single game and every single like display, and so even if you don't end up going and playing it, you're just like in awe yeah. as you walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. As we as we've discussed this, uh, often, they put more work into the displays than the actual game itself. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, I believe there's one game you should talk about um, for sure. Okay. From PAX, that's been at PAX. Every... Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Spy Party. Spy Party. <laughs> never, never. That's a game I never bought. <laughs> <laughs> the very first PAX I remember you being that we went to. I remember you being excited for Spy Party because I read about it yeah. um, on one of the video game websites I would read about. Um, yeah, it was a game where you um, either play as the spy who is trying to achieve objectives, or you play as the assassin who is trying to figure out which of the characters seen on the screen is the spy. And so as the spy, you try to blend in and act like an NPC um, by just randomly moving around like an NPC would and trying to surreptitiously you know, do your, your objectives, like try to uh, say a code word to somebody or steal a 
glass or like move a book around. Um, and yeah, it was, it's kind of thrilling because it's, you know, one of those one V one games that, uh, it's, it's difficult to explain, but, uh, a blast to play mm-hmm. and it, yeah, playing it from the initial like beta, beta, alpha, <laughs> like pre, yeah. pre alpha. Um, and then finally they got actual artwork in it and it, it was pretty cool to see it develop. Um, but yeah, never never bought it. I think the most <laughs> impressive part is somehow that game was still there in 2019. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, did they just reserve a spot for them now? They're just like, just keep coming. You guys are regulars. <laughs> and it was all the same spot, too. Yeah, I, it's just crazy to me because they can't be making that much money off that game. I don't think so. so I mean, I don't know. But I, I think of PAX, I think of you and Spy Party. So we played every year for a while. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is probably why you didn't buy it because you probably you put enough hours into it now you don't need to buy it anymore. <laughs> I know for me too, PAX is what uh, sold me on VR is finally being at the point where it was worth investing in. Um, And we were playing some game that was very Uh Mist-like. And that was cool. Playing um, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah. That was fun. James and and I had a good memory with with VR. I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, it was the Werewolves Within game. Oh, I remember playing that. (laughs) Just uh, playing with two other, I think, two other random people. Uh Uh-huh. And we just uh, did the werewolves game where one of us was the werewolf and the other people had to, we had, others had to figure out yeah. who was the werewolf yeah. and it was all in VR. So you could like, I remember playing that. Yeah. That was fun. Did we win? <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> nice. Better have. Yeah. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> Maybe I was the werewolf. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I still am. I do remember playing that though. It was a good game. Yeah. And then uh, Iron Man VR. That was the whole reason I bought a PlayStation mm-hmm. VR. And guess what? I still not played. <laughs> I remember the big display and setup though. It was pretty, yeah. pretty pretty cool. It was a fun game. It was really it's it's what finally sold me on like I want to buy a VR for mm-hmm. sure. I'd already been sold on the concept, but that was the first time where I was like, this game is so cool. I want to own a VR. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I own the game. I think I'd play it. But all right, any other uh, favorite memories? I forgot about a piece of swag that I really liked. Okay, go on, memory <laughs> so boy. Yeah, my Triforce of swag. So, <laughs> so the Zelda scavenger hunt, mm-hmm. the championship belt, and strangely, maybe not more pins, but it's it was the Xbox controller pins. You remember those? Oh yeah, they had oh, a whole yeah. they, when they were selling their whole make your own. Controller I think they gave thing. one away to you each time you played one of the games they had at the Xbox booth. They had like a massive tub of them, and there was like dozens, yeah, dozens colors. of colors, like uh-huh. maybe even a hundred colors. I'm not sure. I remember they had like a setup too, like a massive display with nice lighting that had all the different colors of customized Xbox. I think it was Xbox One controllers, you know. Oh yeah, here's my blue one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but they were really cool pins. Yeah. They were so cool. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of the pieces of swag I really liked. I remember I remember going to PAX and. Before PAX, James was going to get a PS4, and he played Titanfall, <laughs> and he was like, I'm going to get an Xbox now, and then he got an Xbox, and then he never played Titanfall, yeah. and I, I he never played PlayStation with for a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, that's, that, that, you can blame PAX on that one, I guess, then, maybe. Uh, yeah, being a sellout, <laughs> that you are. <laughs> I'm not bitter, but I have all the consoles now. I had to choose back then. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like the all, all things to all people. Kring. <laughs> 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 Um, all right, so one other PAX-related event I felt like we should talk about. It was short-lived. It was only there for a couple of years, but it was awesome, and oh. that was the Nindies at Night. Yeah. Yes. I think that's probably got to be in everyone's top three PAX memories, even though it's not like officially a PAX event, you know? Well, the cool thing about it is it was a free event. Uh-huh. Yeah. You didn't even have to have a PAX badge. You could come. And I remember the first year, it wasn't that hard to get into because not everybody knew about it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, It was. Um, yeah, just went under the radar. Yeah. 
And you played some of the upcoming Nindy indie mm-hmm. game, Nintendo indie games. And um, if you played enough of them, you got a shirt. So and the shirt was cool. <laughs> yeah, and some of the I mean, the first year was the red shirt that mm-hmm. I've long since lost. Oh the, yeah. The that. second year was the black shirt that said hashtag Nindies. I still have that one. Well, the like the skyscraper. Like, nope, that's the no, third shirt. That's the third that's the one. Third. Oh, that was the third. The gray shirt with the the Seattle city skyline. Yeah. And like silhouetted with uh, stars behind it, and then it said Nindies at night. That one was the coolest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the last year they went out with a bang with that shirt. Yeah. But even being able—that's the first time I played Steam World Dig Two. Was at Nindies at night. First time I played Runbo was at Nindies at night, which is a good game. And that, yeah, that definitely sold it. We played mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was that one game? Breakfast Brigade? Is that? What was that one game? I don't know. The cooking game? Yeah. Something chef's chef in the title? <laughs> Something uh, brigade, because you won an apron, and I won the apron. Yeah, I knew it had brigade in it, but I don't remember what. Chef's brigade, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's, they announced the, or they unveiled the uh, the gold shovel, or the shovel knight amiibo, not the mm-hmm. gold one. They unveiled that there, which was kind of a big deal, because it was the first third-party amiibo. Yeah. Um. But overall, I just remember that being a really cool event, and I hate that they stopped it, but I think it just got too big. I think it was that, and then <clears throat> there was a reason that they needed to kind of to do Nindies at night, because nin- uh, Indies weren't really, I think, attached to the, the Nintendo brand at the time. Well, and, the, and the first year was the end of the Wii U still, so yeah, that they was, were still trying to just drum up interest. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was you know, one of the only ways they could get interest in the Wii U was the pretty good actually had a really good selection of indie games which that's what they featured because we talked about it before frankly they did not have a lot of games that dropped very often on the wii u so no that's kind of one of the big reasons that it started and i think it stopped because once the switch came out like you don't need to feature anything because everyone has a switch yeah times have changed completely Mm -hmm. any other memories of uh the ninnies at night you guys wanted to share yes go ahead hannah so at the 2018 Nindies at Night, they announced a game on the video of all the games. I mean, Echo's Night Market. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> on the last uh, podcast I was on, uh, we asked, we begged the devs to please release it. And uh, they listened. They, they, they still haven't released it. Um, but whether it's coincidence or not, literally a couple days after that podcast aired they did do an update and they were like guys are still working on it we promise it's, <laughs> it's coming out i just started barraging it <laughs> <laughs> but um they did just say on their twitter that at the humble games booth that there will be a demo of it this year so i will be definitely going and playing that didn't they release a new trailer just just and the they released a new trailer Gamescom. yes so I'm excited that it seems like it may finally be coming, but no I'm, release date. No, no release date. It's coming. Okay, I know it's going to come. And when it comes out, it's gonna be the best game ever. Welcome to Silk Song. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> uh, Game Pass exclusive. For some reason, they still haven't dropped a trailer on Nintendo for it. It's uh, kind of weird. This is more of a a James story, but it was at the Nindies, and I remember that we were walking around the Nindies. You know, we kind of all got separated because we're all like, oh, I want to play this game. I want to play this game. And they were all like maybe in a circle, like all around the mm-hmm, that little showroom there, little mm-hmm. showroom. And uh, at some point, James goes, Hannah, I don't have my phone. I've lost my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. And he's like, it's got to be in here. So here, let me log into my ID on your phone and we'll turn on lost 
lost phone and it'll make it like an alarm noise, right? So he turns on the alarm and we're like running around, like trying to hear the shrieking. And finally, James is like, I found it. I'm narrowing in on the person who has my phone. <laughs> and we get up to them and it's Justin. And <laughs> he's like, you have my phone, Justin. And Justin's like, you gave it to me to hold. <laughs> so. James is just so used to losing his phone. Classic James story. Moron. <laughs> That was past James. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> yeah, current James still loses. Yeah. So but, we, we missed out on a lot of the playtime looking for yeah. James's phone that day. Wasn't there? Didn't they have like a DJ at that event too? Like they played pretty. They were playing music. Was mm-hmm. there a band? Maybe I don't know. I just remember being loud and. Yeah, they had. I don't think it was the first year, but I want to say the last year they did have some group playing there. And I remember big time like IGN personalities and people like Jeff Keighley was there. Yeah, they're like figures you'd recognize from like video game streams and yeah. you know like E3 that were there at at the Nindies. Well, I'd say, and Jeff Keighley's probably one of the biggest faces in video games these days, yeah. just because of the video game awards and. And his face is just so huge. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he get to be the, uh, you know... He pays for it. Like the Bachelor host of, of he, video games. Literally because he puts it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, any other memories? Question. Oh, question. Is there a... Will there be a Nindy section at PAX this year? I don't know for sure. Not mm-hmm. that I've seen, but I don't... That doesn't... I think, an I think there is. There, there is? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. An indie booth in general, you're saying? Nindy booths. Because I, I know there's indie booths. Yeah. An indie section. But the Nindy section could be that it's not on the main floor. If it is, I just missed it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Don't quote me on it, but I think there is this year. I'm going to hold you to it. Okay. You're going to lead me to it. So you're assuming okay. it's going to be the <laughs> Nintendo section then? Is that what you're... I think it might be near there. Yeah. I hope so. Like, it's uh, it's obviously a soft opening, but it's the first time we've got one I mean, of the big three. there is since... a way to confirm it by looking at the map, but... <laughs> I don't think so. Like it shows, they're in the same spot they were at t- in 2019. So that gives me hope that there's a oh, please be a Nintendo store kiosk. Oh. I would love that so much. I know. But I know it's they might it might just be kind of a soft opening because it's the first time since mm-hmm. COVID that any of the big three have come back. So. Yep. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the memories we get to make on Saturday <laughs> together. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so fun. You gonna play Spy Party? Yeah. <laughs> if it's there, I will. <laughs> I want to play with you so I can see I was part of it. Finally. Okay. <laughs> this was one of the first years in a while where we've actually all been able to go at the same time. Too, yeah. I think because I do think the last couple of years, I know for a fact I didn't go with you guys the last year I went or in 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't remember 2018 for sure, but it feels like forever. Yeah. So this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. If you listen to this before Saturday and you're going to PAX, hit us up. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we close off, I did remember very late this morning that I hadn't posted a question to Instagram, which I had one, but I did get a couple of, couple of hits on people's favorite PAX memories. Nice. nice. So Jordan Dunmire, Realtor, which if you're looking to buy a house, <laughs> hit my boy up. Let's he, go. He will hook you up. He's also a really Just good LOL player. X Button Gaming. <laughs> That's the discount for like, you don't pay extra. Because I sent you. Uh, um, so he said, spot passing till I thought I was going to puke. <laughs> That's true. So Jordan remembers 2011, 2012 spot passing. Yeah. <laughs> um, true Rush said, this was directly to me, watching you try to not fall over or run into something playing Iron Man VR for the first time, which is true. I got all tangled up. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell people that, but... Um, Tristan Maurice said playing in a Vainglory tournament in 2015, which was in his, at least in his opinion, the first mobile MOBA that was actually good. I'm going to take his word for it because I don't know anything about MOBAs, period. But I thought that was cool. 
And then uh, Nicholas Frederick, who is from the Mixed in the Making podcast, said, I wore a sleeveless hoodie once, and a guy told me I look tough and asked me to yell. He sent the second part of it directly. To yell at a kid because the kid cut him in line. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty uh, awesome. Cause that's I don't think... what dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't think anybody's ever looked at me and said, that guy looks tough. <laughs> Take care of this for me. I'll probably wear a sleeveless hoodie then when yeah. you go on Saturday. That's true. Show off my guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sun's out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, me neither. It was just that once. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was cool. I think everybody has, if you've been to PAX, you probably have a good memory of PAX. I was so. going to say, that reminds me, um, not to extend things even further, but uh, the the tournament mention, uh, other than LOL, I remember there was a big time um, Super Smash Brothers tournament one of the years, and I remember some of the biggest uh, competitive players like Zero and I think it's Mewtwo King or something like that, they won, there, were, there was a, it was Smash Wii U and it was Smash, you know, um, Melee. It was a Melee tournament, so all the big time players were there and, and it was played at PAX, and this year too, I think on a Monday, unfortunately... Uh, the official Nintendo, um, I think Splatoon and uh, Mario Kart 8 tournaments are being held this weekend at PAX, oh, man, which is actually cool. pretty cool. But I think it's on a Monday. I was like, why would this not be on a Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, that's surprising. But it's Nintendo uh, supported, which is surprising for for esports. It, so yeah, for trying, esports. Yeah. I think they're trying to do more in the esports realm. That would be cool to see, though. It'd be cool to participate in and get <laughs> spanked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I'm looking forward to PAX. So I'm hoping this year is much more like normal, and then next year is exactly like it used to be. Mm-hmm. So thanks, guys, for coming on. I look forward to Saturday. And uh, any other closing words before we sign off? Pax approaches. <laughs> I don't know. I was, that was good enough. <laughs> I'll take it, I guess. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And remember, you can follow me at X Button Gaming on Instagram and X Button Gaming One on Twitter, which I should really stop selling because I don't do nothing on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, remember to always press X to continue. <laughs>